spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And of course, we have another episode of the Book of Boba Fett to dissect. I had to watch it twice. There was just so much that happened. I did there, too. Kenton. Yeah, I watched uh, it twice so, as well. <laughs> overall thoughts of the episode before we dig into spoilers. I have something to start with. I'm glad. Thank you for asking. And then I'll ask you the same question when I'm done. But I uh, have noticed there's folks online who kind of aren't aren't enjoying the pacing. Maybe maybe there's certain element. That, and and I would also say. Um, I no, I wouldn't also say that. I would say I do like the Mandalorian more, but that's well, I mean, that's the highest bar you could possibly have. Yeah. But but um, but what I what I think is going on in the book of Boba Fett, and I think why maybe particularly young viewers are kind of like not getting it, is because I really think, and this week more than ever, I thought of it as a throwback to 1970s television. I oh. think that's what we're seeing. You know, Kung Fu, where mm. every episode was like, get out of our bar. And he's like, I'm a peaceful man. I don't want any trouble. And they're like, we told you, we don't want your kind in here. And he's like, no, but I'm humble and gentle. And then they, then ultimately he has to kick everyone's ass in the bar. I think what we're seeing over the course of these episodes is I'm a peaceful man. I'm going to rule with respect. I'm not a bad person. Anymore. I'm a good person. Let's not go down that path. Like, People who are angry that Boba Fett is a nicer guy now, I think that this can only end one way. And that's with Boba Fett going, well, I tried to tell you that I'm a peaceful man. I tried to tell you I'm respectful. I tried to, but now I have no choice but to kick all your asses. And I, I think that's likely what we're going to see over the slow burn. I but, think. But, now go but, ahead, Dan. How about but you? But to the Bobo? bad guys, the bad guys, though, he's yeah. still going to kill. Like, he will kill the bad guy. He will. You're right. Yeah. And he will be hard. Like, he will be like the Boba Fett that we know. Or, I mean, we don't really know him, but the Boba Fett we we, yeah. we think we know. The one. And that's, right. I guess, why people are upset because they think that he should be meaner. But we really had no indication yeah. of his personality in the previous films or any previous version of it. Um, he just kind of says a few lines and that's it, right? So they can really, and he's, he's a blank. Changed. Yes, he's changed. You're right. The yeah. experience in the Sarlacc coming out with the Sand People has all changed him, and and uh, and he is a blank slate kind of like he, they can make him whatever they want him to be. And I like what they're making him. I like this character they're building here. Me too. Um, he's very uh, he is very nice. Um, he's very plain spoken, which I like. Uh, uh, funny though, has a wit and can make jokes and, and cracks jokes every once in a while. Um, so we jump into this episode. Oh yeah, and one thing I note is that. I had we both were right about something. We we're both wrong yes, about we were. something. That's so right. that was cool. I like being validated. So that was awesome. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, <laughs> I know where you're going with that. I, I I have I've got my notes in front of me. I I don't. I took notes when we uh, looked at uh, we rewatched the trilogy, and I haven't really been doing it with um, Book of Boba Fett. But it's like every time we finish the podcast, I'm like, son of a bitch. I think of something else that I was going to say. And then some of my predictions come true. Some of them are ridiculous. But I'm like, that should have been in the last episode. That should have right. been. I should have said that. Like, yeah, makes yeah, me yeah. angry. Yeah. So I'm going to try to take notes. And it's always like a fine balance between reading your notes, and which is boring, 
and um and having a conversation so oh yeah um, i mean so the I, notes are just to, yeah. to jog my memory really that's just you know yeah, me to make me think of what we're gonna say so before we get into all that stuff that i was hinting at let's start at yeah. the beginning of course we start this episode with uh um boba and fennec are receiving a briefing from the droid from their um um whatever he is again. yeah sorry i can't 88, I always and, 88 and he's a recurring character yes. he's like he's not it wasn't a look it's 88 it's a he has a role in every episode yes. and i love it he's a regular yeah. he's a regular for sure he's got <laughs> he he's got employment for at least uh, a few more episodes uh so yeah for sure and then he is there so they have this briefing and that's i mean it's very useful information i kind of wish we'd had it sooner i kind of wish we'd had this at the beginning maybe last episode <laughs> so that we could get a sense of like the but i guess it's fine it's not like i mean they, a lot happened in the last episode and they really are cramming a lot into like this one was only 36 minutes or something and they, they felt like a lot of stuff happened Lots. um so we have them, um, you know, he, he gives them the rundown of all the gangs and how it's all split up. And then we kind of get the sense of what happened after they called the sail barge disaster, which I love yeah. the, the phrasing. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it's the sail barge disaster of 1986 or, oh, sorry, 1983, <laughs> whenever the movie came out. I just want to add to what you just said. And that is, I wrote it down because I'm like, I'll never remember this. Trandoshans, Aqualish, and Clatoonians, I believe, are the three gay rival gang yeah um which i like i like that you're right i'm go- thank you 88 for breaking that down for us <laughs> and a map uh, and I, everything a holographic map and it was like a great yes. briefing. it was yeah. a wonderful powerpoint presentation that he provided <laughs> for us so i like that um i i I'll, just one thing before we get to the surprise appearance of someone famous but there's something over boba's throne and it looks like it's a weight set. It looks like it's a set of free free right. weights. <laughs> I got it. I got it off here. I'll bring it up. Hold on. It looks like um, my cousin's uh, uh, basement uh, in 1976 or something. Is this, a, is and, this the scene where he's talking to the person yeah. or, or in the throne room? Right. 88. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 88. And over over his throne, over Boba's throne is something, and, and it's like a weight set. It looks like a weight set. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. the weights that you lift off the well he rack could be working and- he, he might have a very strict workout regimen right like he's got to keep in shape or is that what the uh, back is for he does these back to bats pretty regularly or they're just yeah. for uh, flashback reasons <laughs> <That's the only> <laughs> maybe maybe something different he thinks of something different when he put when he lifts the weights oh, maybe yeah, he has okay. different flashbacks yeah i don't know what that is it does look like yeah. weights you're right i don't know <laughs> i don't <laughs> yeah funny. so i'm just throwing it out there i don't think we saw that in boba's <laughs> No, he's right, making, well, he's Boba, making himself Jabba, at sorry. home. Like this is now his home. So he's like, and yeah. he, as we know, as we later find out, he he invites more guests to stay in his home, and he's bringing he's he's widening his uh, his influence and and uh, expanding his gang. But yeah, we get into uh, the first kind of you know uh, one of your res- one of your subjects is here to see you, and it is of course Stephen Root, who yes, uh, Jimmy James from News Radio, uh, and Milo pretty much from every, Office like, Space. I, I, I was yeah. gonna say this pretty much uh, makes him in everything. Like he's been he's in, in everything. Everything. Sometimes I noticed that when I saw him, I'm like, I went Jimmy Johns, and I remember that's a sandwich chain. He actually <laughs> played. He played Jimmy James on news yes. radio. So Jimmy Johns just made me hangry, hung, hangry. It made me hungry for a BLT sandwich. Yeah. But then I remembered his real name on news radio, and um, I uh, I'm delighted by. I'm always delighted by his appearance in anything. 
In Barry, he's in Barry as well. Oh, he's like so he's, good in Barry, but he's got a yes. regular role in Barry. Like his cameos yeah. are just uh, just love them. Like he just shows up in the ran most random places. Oh, brother, where art thou? That was a brilliant yeah. performance. And so, and he's again brilliant in this performance. And he's so good. So he's got great lines. Oh, he's yeah. also the man in the high castle. We can't forget he's the man <laughs> in the high castle. That's yeah. that's the best one. I think that was a great show. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So he shows up to complain about these ruffians who are stealing his water. He's a water watermonger um, on the streets of Mos Espa. That's a great, great term, watermonger. Uh, so he takes the water from, like, basically from Luke's, Luke's uncle and aunt, right, who, who they, they farm the water from the air, I guess is the idea. They, they have the moisture evaporators, and then he buys it from them and then sells it uh, in the town for people to buy. And he has this gang who've been bugging him, uh, um, and he loved, like, the lines, I was embarrassed on your behalf. Or, like, I was angry. What does he say? I was angry on your behalf or embarrassed says- or something like that. Right, right, something like that, and no one respects you. Like yes. for, for a watermonger, he he uh, he has an outsized view, and, and I agree with eight d eight. I think uh, Boba needed to torture him right there after that. <laughs> after that flagrant disrespect. Oh, sure. And and later uh, in the episode, we'll get to it. But then we see some water wasted later in the episode, and we're like, "Do you know the value of what you just did on the basis of what the mo- watermonger?" just told us right do you realize yeah yeah yeah. so that was interesting uh and there was one line i thought was interesting when he started getting into the and and, uh he said i grew up like we got the line from boba fett i grew up near around water like he grew up on on um what's it called um camino right so he had water out and then we had a reference to uh tatooine before it did have oceans at one time so that's a hint i think to what other stuff we're gonna find more stuff under the sand at some point like i think there's lots there's lots to be had uh if they're gonna continue the series in any form even if it doesn't continue in this series maybe if it's a book or something like that then they can have stories and have them finding things in tatooine and And jimmy uh, james even jimmy james even (laughs) jimmy i'm gonna call him jimmy james jimmy james even says it's quite an interesting history. And then they cut him off. Like, and I was like, oh, yes. I kind of, I, I was I actually know interested. They'll get into it. I know they'll get into it. And, yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, you did mention Milton from, um, from uh, Office Space. That is also one of his great. Did I call him Milton? I might've got his name wrong when I just okay. said it. Milo, did I say? I <laughs> oh, think yeah. I might've uh, said Milo. I was thinking of the descendants. Uh, Milo goes to college. Absolutely. Sorry, great. Milton. Yep. Um, so yes, and then, then, so, so Boba and Fennec go to check it out. They go and investigate. They find these young, attractive (laughs) British punks with shiny scooters and robot arms and robot attachments. So they're like cyborgs, which I thought (laughs) the way that Jimmy John was talking about it was, um, the, uh, I thought they were going to be ugly and like, you know, uh, like a Terminator kind of a thing, not like super cute and like you know, stylish with a nice jacket and their hair is perfect and all that stuff. So we know they're going to be regular characters. If they're, that, they're putting that much effort into the look, they're going to be in this for a while. I thought maybe they were just from the local high school in a production of the Warriors musical. And I was waiting, I was waiting for them to break out like, uh, Warriors come out and play, Warriors come out and play. And Boba Fett would be like, stop that singing. I told you, no singing. (laughs) While I'm around here, no singing. That's what I I really thought they looked like a musical ensemble. I thought we were going to see Star Wars the musical for a second. Very colorful scooters. That helps as well. (laughs) That was. 
They bought them from the local Honda dealership. They're, <laughs> they're all different colors. They're new. Yes. They're flashy. Yes. I want to see the dealership. Watto. Watto probably runs the dealership. I bet you he does. Because it is. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. As we learned on Twitter, somebody corrected us and let us know that this is the same town where Watto was an Anakin yeah. during uh, the Phantom Menace. So that is Mos true. Espa. Yeah. Mos and, Espa. And Mos Espa. What a talk about a gorgeous night shot of Mos Espa. That one shot. Like, oh, I just love that. I yes. watched that a few times because it was yep. so nicely done. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. Um, and so, so he kind of he approaches these guys and then ends up again recruiting them. He again he just can win anybody over. He's so good at this. Uh, he basically ends up saying, um, you know, come work for me if you don't have work. And and so they all come work for him. <laughs> now we have a little one last encounter with with a watermonger, and he comes out and complains because he's not punishing them for stealing his water. Uh, we have a discussion about the price of water. He, he says, mm-hmm. lower your prices. Take this five hundred. That's it. Like basically tough tough or whatever if you don't like it go to size he says uh so but we i think i think we're gonna not that's not the last we're gonna see of um of steven ruda he the look on his face was yeah. like i think he might be back oh yeah and and uh i think what we're seeing is everybody in tatooine has like du- is a double dealer like you can't really trust anybody in well, the laws, it's the Wild West, right? The law yeah. is, is fuzzy. Like the, the um, Republic does not have, and this is like right at the, the fall of the Empire, right? So this is like, we saw we saw the shot of them putting the Stormtrooper helmets on spikes that we ended yeah. up, we, that was, a, you know, we see that at the beginning of the Mandalorian. Uh, but this is right at the fall. So everything's chaos. Nobody's keeping track of anything. They talk about, then, then uh, there's a scene uh, later where he talks about protection being a part of business. So mm-hmm. these business people are used to playing protection for, which is a common thing that mobs do. Yeah. Uh, um, saying pay us or we're going to destroy your business that's what protection is by the way pay us or we're going to destroy your business that's what that means uh, and they say we're, we're paying protection to this people we don't want to pay for twi- for it twice but that's just normal the way things are done in Tatooine like crime is the way things are so right. I guess Boba's trying to change that or trying to he's at least trying to make it more legitimate right legitimate crime as opposed to like Crime, crime against laws that make no sense, it seems like, right? Like, oh, it's okay to steal water if it's too expensive. Like, that's okay, <laughs> you know? That, I don't know. It, that, that scene actually reminded me of the scene from The Sopranos where the two wise guys go into Starbucks and try to shake down Starbucks for protection money. And the guy's like, guys, uh, I got to report to head office. If there's one penny missing, I'm going to get fired. I can't, I can't give you protection money. And they're like, God, what? Like, remember the good old days when you could run a good protection racket? <laughs> Sound and now we can't do it anymore. And I, I sort of was like, Stephen Root was that guy. It's like, it's kind of like God. Like, what's this place is going to the dogs now that you can't, <laughs> now that you can't run a good. But I, I should. I also want to point out that the girl in the gang is uh, Sophie Thatcher from the t- the TV show Yellow Jackets, which which is a great show. The finale is coming up this week, um, and she's great in that show. And when she spoke in a book of Boba Fett, I was like, oh, she's British. And then I looked it up online. And it's like, no, she's American. So she she's an American actor putting on she's she's putting on a, a British accent uh, for her role on Tatooine. And I find that interesting. Like, yeah. um, that's not usually but, usually goes the yeah. other way. Right. Usually it's the British actors right. doing the American accent. So, so well, I, I mean, yeah. and I think that I think that eventually I'm going to have to let the accent thing go, Kenton. I was having a conversation about accents. I can't remember what, what we were talking about, but it was like, you know, 
accents just exist in the Star Wars universe. This is just part of it. You know, British, Australian, uh, English, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so I'm just going to have to, you know, not complain about all the clones having Australian accents anymore. Um, but yeah, no, and, and they were, you know, I, I looked at all these new uh, characters and thought, wow, look at all these new figures to collect. Like, we're not going to oh, yeah. have uh, if figures. If only there were some. If only there were some figures from this show. Well, well, they're gonna they'll get to it in yeah. about uh, two years. <laughs> when, <Yeah. laughs> when everybody's forgotten about it, then they'll get to it. Um, yeah. And then he goes back into a flashback. So we get another flashback. It always starts with Camino. Every every flashback starts with that shot of him watching yeah. his dad fly away. So why do you think that we're starting with that shot? I was going to ask you the same thing because we've revisited that shot twice. Yeah. And this time we saw a little bit more, but it just makes me think there's something bigger going on there that we don't understand. Like I thought about. Yes. happening there that we're unaware of and that I and it makes me think that one day on another Boba Fett show or maybe this one we will return to Camino. Right. Yes, I think so. Or like a se- next season or something, we'll learn Maybe. more about his childhood. But he he does refer to being growing up around water, and that that did make me think of maybe one t- at one time Tatooine was like Camino, like that that reference that yeah. he makes is like there was once once covered in water. Like maybe they were it was a, an ocean planet, right? And then somehow something mm-hmm. happened to dry it up, and maybe there's like an, an overlying message of environmental disaster here, and that's you know it'll it'll be less subtle than um, than uh, don't look up. So, so, um, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. Oh I, man, I'm hearing bad things. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I suspect. I suspect yeah. we'll get into it when we talk about the Oscars because I suspect he'll be nominated. But well, anyway, so and while we're talking about unrelated stuff, I hate <laughs> Dexter. All right, I got it out of my system. I got it out of my system. Woo! Good. All good right. for you. Okay. I feel much better. Go ahead. Great. Now, of course, he. Now, this is where I was right. So we get the flashback, and the flashback is of him, of course, going back. He's with the tribe. He's part yeah. of the tribe now. And this is when he goes off and tries to work out a protection a scam, a protection racket for the sand people. But he sees it as being legitimate. Like he sees it as being they're paying rent or something like that. Not just he calls it protection because he knows the language of it. Like he's been a part of the criminal underworld, so he knows that that's what these people understand. This is where he says we're not going to pay for two people to do protection. So one of you has to go, and he says, "Okay, I'll take him out." Basically, and then he gets back and finds that it's it, they've pulled a, an uh, Uncle Owen Amperu on it, and the whole camp is trashed. Everyone is dead. The people who who uh, they took out on the train um, has now killed the rest of his tribe. That that I never thought that we'd feel so sad uh, for sand people. That was uh, <laughs> I remember Anakin. They're animals. I slaughtered yes. them or yes, whatever. Yes. Like that's a callback to that. Yeah. And um, it was very sad. And I think uh, I felt very sad about, I, I actually wanted what, what I suggested last time was um, he's going to have his back against the wall and the Tuscan Raiders come to his rescue or to his defense or to help him out. And so that really, uh, that bummed me out. And especially after they, he swings the deal where they get, they get the payment from the train that's going through. And right? it looks like he's. It looks like all he has to do, like it really didn't look like he had to do much to to solve that problem. He said, "Okay, I'm gonna take out. There's still some biker gang left. I got to take out the rest yeah. of this biker gang, and that's it." And then he starts coming back, and he sees a smoke, and we build up to it. And then he kind of, and I noticed the the trend, and, and this is something they do a lot. They'll leave the bantha way back, uh, so that yeah. uh, I guess so they can't get spotted over the dune, and they'll kind of peek over the dune to see what what's up ahead. And that's when he discovers it, and it was very very sad. And and so. Um, then we spend the rest of this episode in the is that when we switch back to the future, well, right? He he wakes up and the worst way to wake up is to have a Wookiee <laughs> throwing you around the room. 
tossing you around and he's got uh he's got the angry wookie from the last episode oh, the mean unleashed uh 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 wookie for who's protecting the huts or whatever he's their muscle and uh, he just starts chucking him around the room and and, and it was yeah. was it the one you were talking about is it the one previously established in other canon yes uh okay I can't. I can't remember its name. No, I can't remember. They said his. They Karanson. said his name a few times. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Said it a few I times. Something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I should have watched. I, I got to watch for the subtitles, and then I can get the spelling of the name. So I'll do that next time. I, I do have this. I do have the subtitles on when I okay. watch it. But then it takes it takes the eyes away from from the, the faces, right? That you're yes. That's right, right. Yeah. So you so yeah. you kind of have you definitely have to watch it twice when you do that. Yeah. So there's pros and cons to having the subtitles. So on, a, a great sure. fight scene between the two of them. I mean, yeah. Boba gets like pulled out of the tank and he's like w- just w- soaking wet and covered in bacta, and then the Wookiee starts throwing him around. Um, almost gets him, seemingly almost gets him until yeah. the gang comes to his rescue, right? That girl, uh, Sophie Turner, you said Sophie. Uh, Sophie uh, Thatcher. Sorry, Thatcher, I always want to say Sophie Tucker. Sorry, Sophie Thatcher. <laughs> okay, yes. Sophie Thatcher. She comes in and stabs them, and then they all kind of and they all have their own cool little weapons, and they're all cool little individual. <laughs> That's what made me think of the figures. Really, was all the little things they had. I'm like, okay, each yeah. one of them is going to come with that little specific thing. Um, kind of, they're Power Rangers without the uniforms on, kind right. of. Or I don't know, Inspector Gadget meets Power Ranger meets. The, the, yeah, the, the color of the Terminator. bikes definitely. The bikes yeah. definitely make me think of Power Rangers. That's true because of all the color, the basic colors of that. Let's be honest here. That Wookie could have just killed all of them. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Come on. Because he is a monster. He was yes. a, a, an unleashed, insane Wookiee, like to the tune that we've never seen, except maybe when Han Solo was fighting Chewie. But I think Chewie was holding back in that fight. For sure. For Remember sure. that in that yeah. in, uh, in Solo? In Solo? Yeah. And I think I think this was more like, I'm just going to like rip you limb from limb. And I do think that probably that Wookiee should have got one of, should have done that to one of them because I think he's just such a, 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 a terrifying presence. And even the even the the guards didn't couldn't really do much of much. With no, um, and I think that I mean if you if I had to explain it, I would say that he was hired. He is a bounty hunter, right? So he was hired, or no, like a assassin, right? He's an assassin, right? Um, so he's hired to kill Boba Fett. But once the gang showed up, he kind of backed up. And went, oh shit! There's a bunch of other people here. I guess uh, what am I going like? He didn't. He wasn't wanting to hurt the rest of them. He just wanted to kill Boba Fett. Maybe. Right. I don't know. That does, that's kind of lame because you think like he he's got to do whatever it takes to get the job done, right? So, um, you know, kill them all. Uh, at the very least, he should have ripped their arms off the droid. Like, let's get someone ripping arms off here. They're very scared to do it now. I know there was a cut scene in like The Force Awakens where someone rips arms off somebody, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was Chewy. Yeah. Uh, when they cut it because it was too graphic or whatever, I'm like, ah, you know, it's like they, they referenced it a couple times in the original trilogy. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's see that happen. Uh, but they do manage to subdue him. They use the old trap door again. And you'd think that would be like common knowledge as to anybody (laughs) looking to scope out or, or assassinate every time it does works every time. Yeah. Yeah. It works every time. And I also like he was hanging there and she threw out the spike thing at his fingers to make him yeah. drop. I was yeah. like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's like a new twist on the old trap door. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So they're showing it to us a different way. Uh, and then we get a great, and then the, here's where you were right. Uh, because we had the huts back. I didn't think the huts were going to come yeah. back until the second season. You're like, no, they'll be back this season. And you were absolutely right. They came back and um, 
they uh, <laughs> and they and it was probably gone. Like res- resolve that part of the story seemingly in this scene. Uh, but basically, they come back after they defeat the the Wookiee assassin they sent. They're like, all right, this guy means business. We're just going to back out of here and, and just say sorry. And, and I don't you know, buy it. You don't buy I it. Don't okay. trust, I don't trust them whatsoever. <laughs> well, of course I not. They're huts. I noticed online most people were like, oh, okay. Like most people bought into absolutely everything they said. And I don't buy into anything they said at all. I think the whole thing is, is you can, they cannot be trusted. And um, they will nonetheless, hey, we're leaving. Ah, we're too scared. We're going. No way. There is they won't no even take the Wookiee back, Kenton. They won't even take the Wookiee back. He's like, here you go. He's like, no, nah, keep them. Sell them back to the blah, blah, blah. Like, they're like, we don't want anything to do with it. So they're like saying, we're done. We're out. Boom. Done. Well, but- I liked I liked when they said, um, uh, okay, and uh, you can have the Wookiee or whatever. And then he's like, you, okay, you're free. And he frees him. And I like the way the Wookiee kind of jogs off. Yeah. Like, make, that cracked me up. I thought it was funny. It's like, <laughs> you're you're in the middle of a desert. It's like, okay, you can go. And it's like, what? What do you mean? I could just walk away or what? Or do I need yeah. to run? Like, are you going to shoot me if I just run away? Like, I, I just. And there was a, kind just, of a wary look yeah. in his eyes. Yeah, as yeah. he's walking away. It, um, it was just and- a funny, a funny thing that I never expected to see yeah. a Wookiee do, which is you're free to go. Uh, so like this way, like it's like a dragon's <laughs> den where it's like wrong door, wrong door. Like, is it this door? No, no, no. You got to go that way. You got to go that way. It's like, oh, okay. This yeah. way? No, no, that, that way. <laughs> so I was waiting for that to happen. It was funny, but you're right. There was something much larger in that scene. Danny Trejo. Machete, machete, don't text. <laughs> machete, don't text. And uh, oh. and machete is a. We thought rancor keeper was a guy. We thought rancor keeper was a figure. He was rancor keeper is an occupation. Yes. That, that anybody can apply for. Apparently, there's probably a and, program and, somewhere that teaches it. Yeah, machete is a rancor keeper, and he has a rancor tied down. <laughs> a sad, a depressed rancor, if if you can be believed. Uh, laid down on the uh on the hovercraft yeah and um so there he is we got a new ranker there we go we got one we got is a new smooch- one is that smoochy or whatever no no because that, that was the one was. that jabba had before and this is a younger one he said it's a calf which means it's right. a, it's a female i think but it's also that means it's uh it's still a child it's not fully uh, mature it's juvenile and then we learn that um and we learn lots about the ranker keepers um and i love the what i love about it and he talks about how they're very emotional creatures they yeah. bond with the they bond with the first human they see and they're like they they have a, such a close bond with their keeper and that all comes from the one sh- shot of that ranker keeper in the original movie yeah. return of the jedi bawling after the rancor dies so after Malachili. the scene Malakili, the rancor keeper. Okay. Malakili. <laughs> and, and and just think about it, because after this scene, like Luke Skywalker has just fought this horrific creature that's trying to kill him, and it's so scary. And you're like, oh my god, Luke's not gonna do it. He doesn't have his lightsaber, he can't do anything. And he does it, and he, he slams the gate down. Whew. And then you see this guy crying, and you're like, what's with that guy? <laughs> like, what's he you know, like that that always kind of struck me as a kid when that when you see that guy crying. But from that one choice of having the guy cry, they've developed this whole idea of a Rancor keeper being very, very close to the Rancor. And um, and then, so now we have this idea of Boba Fett riding a Rancor, uh, and I guarantee you that there's already a million pieces of fan art on the internet depicting that, because we're going to get that probably in the next episode, I would assume, right? Yeah, oh, uh, hey, well, maybe not. I, I think we need, um, I don't know, I, I, I think that they're, they're going to save that up, I think. Okay. They, they've, set, they've set the scene, but I'm going to say something else here that I'm not seeing anybody saying which is I don't believe anything 
that um, that uh, uh, Machete said to uh, <laughs> said said to Boba Fett because well, when Boba Fett leaves, he's like, "Don't worry, he'll be back." And you'll get your meal when you eat him. That's basically <laughs> what uh, I took that as meaning that the Rancor was sad because he was leaving. He was sad. I know. That's, that's one. In, that. that is one interpretation. My interpretation is no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the Huts gave him this present that in, with the intent. Ah, uh, it's a that, trap. Okay. That the Rancor keeper Machete, who doesn't text, will kill him. <laughs> Well, kill Bobo. I'm with actually, it. I, you make that joke, but I've never seen yeah. Machete, so I don't. It's the best. Know. It's the best line from Machete. Okay. There, she's like, "Didn't you get my text?" Machete, don't text. <laughs> That's it. And he doesn't. He doesn't text. Well, and I was neither does. Say, yeah, neither does the rancor keeper. Danny Trejo usually plays such such wholesome roles. Like, what makes you think that he's <laughs> going to be a bad guy? <laughs> he's bad. The, the rancor, I also think, is either a weapon of the rancor keeper. Or the or or the rancor is in on it. He is already <laughs> he is already bonded with a machete. Okay. Okay. So that so they're already in on it. Um, the only thing that would dispute that is the rancor when the rancor opens his eyes and sees Boba Fett standing there, um, and they were like, "Oh, he's now bonded with him." Maybe, maybe he has. Maybe that could be true. Yeah. I don't think so, though. It was a good I shot, though. I like that shot of him sitting there yeah. without his mask on. Like he looks that whole thing without the mask. He looks good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I don't. I do not take any of that at face value. All right. And I, I, I know I'm in the minority. I like. Hey, we'll find out. And I do think we will see Boba Fett riding the Rancor. Like they've set us up for that. I do think ultimately, either the Rancor will be tamed and Boba Fett will ride him, like m- much like the holiday special when he's on the sea monster, or it'll be like he'll be trying. It'll be like a bucking Bronco. He'll be hanging on to the rancor and the rancor will be doing things that Boba Fett can't control. Well, I, I think that is a deliberate reference to the, the he did sit. I've, re- yeah. I've read, he says, I've ridden creatures 10 times his size. Like he's, he has ridden a sea serpent in the, right. in the holiday That's special. Right. right. So that, yeah, I think that was a reference it. to that. Yeah. 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 Now, my question is, uh, now this is trying to change if, if, if it's true, if what, what, and I believe everything he was saying, I don't, I did doubt it. I don't. Okay. I don't believe any of Very what he Okay. Very much uh, noted, but but if you were to, I wrote down here he he was uh, being sincere. So and so saying, it seems like they're trying to change the narrative about rancors and what we know about them, right? So it's a misunderstood mm-hmm. animal. Um, <laughs> you know, the only time we saw it in the films was in Jabba's Palace and Return of the Jedi, but we've seen it a bunch of times in video games. Like, how many rancors have I killed in Star Wars video games? I kind of feel yeah. bad about that now. They come running at you. What's up? What's the one video game where they're hanging out in that opening? And, and oh, like, it's yeah. almost like a, there's there's like a mountains around it and you're kind of trapped in there. But in the end, you can kind of run through it fast. Like if they don't see you, you can get I don't through. Remember. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember I, either, but yeah. but it's horrible. If they get their hands on you, forget it. Like you're, the one I remember, the most recent one, of course, is in the in Fallen Order. And there is a big like it's one of the major yeah. bosses you fight is the is the Rancor. So yeah. anyway, yeah, I just I, I like it. I hope we see it him writing it. I hope we see like and I, I mean. And we'll we'll skip ahead to the end. Like we'll get to the end in a second, but it seems like they're leading towards war or, or some sort of battle of some kind. Yeah. So if pikes. we see him, yeah, with the Pike Syndicate, right? Yeah. That's that's where this is going. So so they go from that scene. They go to they have to go visit the mayor again because we learn that the mayor has has said that uh, the Pike Syndicate can have Moss Espa. The mayor has given permission. So that's that's ostensibly why the Huts want out because they don't want to mess with the Pikes. They're just like, whatever, we're going to go back to Nalhutta. They actually just said Hutta. I thought that was wrong. I yeah. thought it was Nalhutta. Um, but I think maybe that's the moon. I don't know. Or maybe that's the system, Hutta system. 
Um, so then we go back to the mayor's office and we have, you know, the, 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 uh, both of our favorite characters from the mayor's yeah. office. We have the clerk and the, uh, major domo, uh, yeah. and then they, uh, stall them out. Same kind of interaction, the same funny, uh, you know, clerical weaselly, comedy. Yes. Weaselly liar, uh, yeah. assistant to politician, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I like that. I like that we got our sullen guy with the mullet, uh, like, any music store or blockbuster employee. Sorry, no offense, Dan. No offense, Dan. But <laughs> any, okay. any, any of those, any of those sort of like sullen, uh, or maybe now I could say, um, uh, Rexel Pharmacy employee. There you go. Who's just, who's just like, can I help s- someone? Uh, I'm not going to look at this line and say you because that would be personalizing and humanizing you. So instead, I'll just say, any. Is there someone? Is anyone? Like next one, please. That's yeah, like, yeah, next yeah. Next one, please. Yeah. Yes. Um, I want uh, now that now, of course, the next uh, thing is the the major domo runs in there, locks the door, and tries to take off. So the mayor takes off, and the major domo, major domo, I guess, buys him time. So yeah. so I think that guy's out of a job. Actually, I think that guy with the mullet is out of a job. I want Boba to hire him as his reception over over Jabba's palace. He should really be set up a desk there and set up and give him the runaround just like he does at the mayor's office. That would just be but so I- valuable. I noticed that the guy with the mullet is left untouched and, and really just keeps going on about his work, even when they, whatever his work is. Yes. Go, wasting time uh, <laughs> as, as they, as they burst through the door, he doesn't really seem to do anything or even react to it in any way. And I thought maybe in every show, and I actually tweeted this a little while ago, every show has got a main character going, going, I need to talk to the boss. And then someone's like, no, nah, no, the boss is busy. And they're like, Oh really? And they just walk in and open yes. the door. That's every <laughs> single show. It's curb your enthusiasm. It's succession. It's, it doesn't matter. Every mm-hmm. show has that scene. So I kind of like, I think maybe the guy with the mullet, the, the customer service rep has just like seen this so much. Maybe he watches other TV shows where it happens. He's not phased by people just yeah. like, and by the way, shooting a door in star Wars, let's just say it opens the door. It closes the door. It makes the door half close, whatever it is you want the door to do. You, you make the wish while you take the shot, and then that's what the door does. Because we've seen everything. <laughs> right, and you think the easiest way, if you want the door to stay closed, the easiest thing to do yeah. is, is make a safety cutoff that that if the panel gets blasted, it just stays yeah. closed. Why would it open? <laughs> you know, like, that, right. and that goes back to the, that's back to the original. I think the idea in the yeah. original movie was that it malfunctions, so then the safety would make it open so people could get out. Right. I think that's the idea behind that, but whatever. Um, no, it's but, a, it's a, but It's a wish that your heart makes when you take the shot. Now, this does lead into a, a nice car chase scene, which was a lot of oh, fun, or so should I say scooter chase scene. It's hilarious. A hilarious slow speeds chase through the streets <laughs> of Moss Espa. It cracked me up. And because, Dan, it's one of my favorite things happens in the chase. Did you notice? The Honda scooters come out, sponsored by Honda. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the the chase, it's not the fastest chase we've ever ever seen, but how fast can you go in the Well, they're scooters, right? Like, come on. Yeah, you can't, you can't go that fast. Um, and, and we're, we're taken through, uh, droids. We hit a few droids. No, no respect for oh. droids. A rickshaw. There's a rickshaw. There's yep. a painting of Jabba, the classic <laughs> trope, the classic, <laughs> hilarious, the classic trope of cro- the, the workers moving something across the street. Usually it's a painted it. glass, but this is a painting. Yeah. Yeah. And we end with my all time favorite fruit cart. <laughs> And there's fruit, there's fruit flying everywhere. And I was like that, what a great James Bond tribute. 
fruit, fruit flying everywhere. I was like, good, thank God. Now I can watch this episode and scream fruit cart right before he hits the <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. And yeah, so that's a very good point. I'm sure that's all deliberate. They're just kind of like saying, what else can we put yeah. in here? What else What else can we have fun with? I like the speeder they're chasing. The Major Domo speeder was a very <laughs> yeah. retro looking speeder. It reminded me of this Solo. speeder from Solo. Yeah. I have the book here, right? We have this. Uh, yeah. And Pablo told us when, when Pablo Hidalgo was here for FanQuest, he told us that it was called the M68. He named it that because it looks like a 68 Mustang, <laughs> something like that. So I wonder if this right. speeder has a similar name. Uh, I don't know if they're going to come up with a visual guide to Book of Boba Fett. They probably will at some point. But, um, it might be the same speeder. It might, it might be. be. That, that's what, that's so probably cool. what it is. Like When they do yeah. that kind of stuff, it's usually a, a nod to other things. And, and if you look mm. at the timing, like that was a pretty beat up speed. It wasn't new. Yeah. Right, it was older, but but I think it's meant to be like yeah, an older model kind of thing. So and the guy driving it is useless, as we know, and so it's not going to be. This is not going to be. Uh, I know we uh, we get to see um, the cyborgs use some of their enhancements yeah. on the thing, including my favorite. Like, why would you want that enhancement? The foot that extends down. <laughs> it's like you can get any cyborg enhancement, but I want the one that allows my foot to extend to telescope yeah. a little bit, so I can kick down speeders when I'm chasing them. So I like, I thought that was funny. I thought the chase was intended to be funny to tell you the truth. I think it was too. I think, I think it was, it was not, it was not an, like, Oh my God. Like it was not like worried about anybody's lives. So yeah, I think it was meant to be like a fun chase scene through the town and that's it. Right. I I don't think it was supposed to be like a pod race. I've seen some people uh, online who are like, that chase was terrible. I was like, no, it's supposed to be funny. And And I think the key reason we know it's supposed to be funny is the Jabba painting being carried out across the screen. Right. Oh, it's so hilarious. Every, but every, yeah. almost every one of those things means that. And, and again, yeah. comparing it to Solo, and the, it's a similar chase scene in Solo when, when he's being chased by the uh, the people at the beginning there, the police at the beginning. But that is, I think, was intended to be funny, but does is not funny. Like that was, we, we've already talked about how we don't like right. those opening scenes because it's like, I don't know, it doesn't convey nothing was funny about it right it's just right. not did not convey that so then they, they catch him oh and the other thing i want to say about it is they do have this like quick shot of a, a, a protocol droid not c-3po but a protocol droid yeah. and I, I just part of me wondered if that was anthony daniels in the costume because he moves a lot like <laughs> c-3po but probably not um they would make him anthony, more high profile than that i think i think yeah i think he's starting also to get a little bit older i don't think he, they can cram him into that stuff anymore like it's <laughs> you get to an age where I think maybe it's you're just supplying the voice at a certain point, but uh, it wasn't C3PO. They and they and they make it clear by providing some droid noises coming out yeah. of them. That and he's that got like face paint on or something, which yeah, is a cool idea. Right. Yeah. Again, I like yeah. that they take these things that we're familiar with and change them a little bit or make them a little bit. We can get to see how this used universe of Star Wars is used in different parts in different times, yeah. right? So that's really uh, a lot of fun. And that's, that's pretty much it. We had this weird kind of shot of like this, and I didn't know what this was. This was like you see this giant. Here's the kitty uh, joining me. Um, yeah, I see this giant ship landing. And then this, I guess, the Pike Syndicate coming out, and then you see just uh, one of the scooters just drive off to tell Boba Fett that they're here. But why did we have to make that big of a deal? Like, I didn't really get a sense of like, uh oh, like I'm not really worried about these Pike no. Syndicate guys, right? I'm not at all worried about them. I'm worried about whoever Mister Big is that's telling them what to do, Mister or Mrs. Big or Ms. Big. <laughs> I'm more, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm worried. I'm more worried about um about whoever is calling the shots from above than i am and i do think it'll be someone we know mm-hmm. from star wars i don't know who uh, i have a few ideas but i don't know who um i also wanted to, there's just only one thing that i forgot to mention i didn't put it into my notes but it, uh the second time i saw it i noticed it 
And that is in the scene, the stormtrooper helmets are on the pikes. Mm-hmm. In that scene, in the distance, you see Amy Sedaris crossing the street with the pit of droids. Oh, that's nice. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I'll yeah, have to yeah, go back and hard. watch it. It's actually, once you know, once you're like, you know, it's there, when you watch it, it's like, it's so clearly Amy Sedaris or supposed to be Amy Sedaris well, yeah. with three pit droids walking behind her. I was like, yeah. oh, are we going to get, are we going to see her in the next episode or something? Or is that just like a shout out to the Mandalorian? Well, it could know. be. I mean, it could actually be a shot from the Mandalorian for all we know. Like those, those heads on yeah. spikes, you know, they basically just shoot, showed one guy putting one head on the thing and that was it. And then they right. were just as is. So I think, um, yeah, we could definitely, uh, uh, we could see her. That would be fun. I mean, that, that's a fun character. Yeah. We like her. And um I think it's just to establish that she's been there the whole time. Like she's always right. been in Moss Eisley, right? She's, That's right? she's probably there when Luke was there, right? She's always been um, part of the community. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some uh, Back to the Future style episodes where Amy Sedaris like g- goes to the Lars homestead. To... <laughs> oh, oh, and I, I should have mentioned uh, also in the race, a little red astromech droid like goes off, I think to the right. And I think it's R5D4. Oh, nice. I th- with the with the bad motivator, I yep. think that that I I maybe okay. it's a droid that looks like them. Okay, well, I mean, that, but that's why they put these things in there, yeah. right? Like those yeah. are the things people will see and notice when they watch it over and over again, and that's fine. That's part of the fun of watching this. So yeah. that's it. And then we end with like we're preparing for war, and then they cut to the to the bl- cut to black, and so basically, I guess he's going to go up against the pikes. So we have um, this is the third episode. There are seven episodes. So we have four more episodes. Uh, if if um. Like honestly, if the, if we're gonna find out who the Mister Big is, it's gonna be he'll go up against the Pikes in the next episode, and then from there we'll find out who the next person is, right? So we will probably see him some um, go up against the Pikes this episode, yeah, or, or the next one coming up. I mean, at, at first I thought it had to be Darth Maul, but Darth Maul is dead at this point. I keep yes. getting mixed up with the yes. timeline on yes. this particular stuff because it's so Tatooine heavy. Yeah, I keep thinking of A New Hope, but it's not. It's after that. It's after Return of the Jedi. He, so he was even dead before A New Hope, though, I think. He died between uh, um, right. the three and four. So, yeah. Right, right. So so that's for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's not for, um, or if, if at all, if at all, it's not for this series. <laughs> so it's going to be somebody from the crime world um and prince shizor oh prince Caesar! oh my god <laughs> prince Caesar! what I, I i i'll be damned if that guy ever shows up in a live action i don't think that's gonna happen or who uh, else? like uh, oh. No. oh no but dash randar yeah that would be awesome yeah. i think a lot of people would love to see those characters come to life in some way i mean i know I they've had know. again they've had books they've had comics all that stuff i mean people say this is this is canon that isn't but to me it's canon if it's live action like that really makes it yeah. star wars and so that would be uh great to see but do you have any any other thoughts about the episode final thoughts no that i liked it i enjoyed the episode i like the slow burn and the pacing of it I, I know it's not for everybody i know some people don't like that but um for me uh i do think they're trying to tap into the throwback of 1970s tv serials i like it i hope this isn't the only boba fett series that we get and I like, uh, I really hope that we do get um, in upcoming seasons. Um, I hope we go to Camino again. I hope we, I hope the Mace Windu thing uh, gets explored a little bit. I think, that, I think this is ripe for um, uh, uh, follow-ups and for other seasons. 
so I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I hope it's doing well. I have not looked at anything at any, no. um, in any rating data or anything, or, or, or I'm not even aware if anything's been released, but star Wars fans can complain a lot. And I don't want them to complain this out of existence. Sort of. Yeah. That's, that's what happened with solo. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was hoping we'd see follow-up to solo. So um, I don't want this to suddenly to go away. I want them to continue this. Uh, the series or continue it within the Mandalorian or something, because I like it. How about you? Mm, I do. I like the characters. I like, like I said, I like what Boba yeah. Fett's becoming. Fennec is awesome. Like she's just so yeah. funny and just so dry and gives the best expressions. I really feel like Min Na Wen is, is getting to do what she really wants. Like I've seen her in a bunch of stuff um, and she's really having a great time with this role. And, uh, and yeah, we keep seeing these these uh, more celebrities, more people popping up as guest stars throughout. So I'm sure we'll continue to see that. Uh, I don't know if, if there's anybody who could actually surprise me uh, now that we've seen, you know, I mean, uh, Stephen Root is kind of the guy to, to be in yeah. your show. Although he, I don't think he's done any Marvel stuff yet. So maybe Stephen Root still, could still do a, a cameo in Marvel. But um, but yeah, he's done the Star Wars now. So and I can't wait to, for his figure. Let's have a figure for the watermonger. That's really what I want uh, with his bucket of water or something like that. Water mongor, rancor keeper, uh, new rancor keeper, right? Um, the Wookiee uh, and the two huts and one and all the gang and all the kid, the kids and the and, oh, the, and gang. the kids and the yep. scooters. Yeah, one big diorama. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the next Haslab where you have to like you have to fund it, and you and I will be like, come on, we want those, we want that gang, we want yeah. the High School Musical. I want those scooters, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I literally want to own one of those scooters. I don't even want to figure. I want the scooter. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, Honda. it's, it's, uh, we'll obviously continue to watch it and talk about it and, uh, and have a blast. You brought up the action figures before. And as far as I know, there's only one action figure and that's the deluxe Boba Fett, um, which looks great. It looks like a great figure. If I saw it and it's with, you can remove the helmet and it's Tamura Morrison, the way he looks now. And I was like, that's a great figure. I, I, I believe that that's, you, I haven't been to a store since Omicron, so I don't know what's happening. But I, that's one that I would buy if I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certainly lots of characters in the show that uh, that are ripe for action figure treatment. But I do think I have a f- I, I don't think the action figure business is what it once was. I, sadly, sadly, I think it appears to slowly be eroding, going away. Yeah, I think it's well. What's become is that uh, the pandemic, of course, forced it online. So it's all happening yeah. through websites and ordering and, and that kind of stuff. So the hunt isn't the fun of the hunt isn't really yeah. something that happens anymore. Unfortunately, um, I did sad. see I did see somebody unboxing, and that's and that's what I see on TikTok when like, I'm doing stuff and I see unboxing with somebody's like a package came. It's not like I went to Walmart to find this figure. It's like a package yeah. came. Let's unbox it and see what it is, which isn't as exciting to me. Um, not exciting. But I did see someone do that for a Fennec Shand uh, figure. Was that from the Mandalorian that Fennec? figure is there one from from boba fett that's an interesting question uh the black series fennec uh it was like a, a six inch black series. they might have very well done one for okay maybe maybe in the u.s and something and i and i didn't see it here but yeah uh, here. the only the only specific tamira morrison figure that i'm aware of is that new deluxe one that they um that they made but there might be others that i'm unaware well, of like there certainly will be yeah as we go i sure hope i would like that figure and uh I like Tamira Morrison so much. It's like uh, I I want him to like, hey, keep up, keep him going, keep keep what we got. Going I mean, just the little things like the the when he's like scratching the rancor. Right? He's got yeah, is that yeah. the spot? Is that the spot? And he's like, I'm yeah. busy. He's like right into it. Like yeah. it's just so much fun to see it. And again, if I don't care that he used to be badass Boba Fett, this is a fun, new, interesting character in Star Wars, and I'm a, I'm here for it. I love it. And I and I do think he will unleash Fury 
I do. I just yes. think folks aren't familiar with this method of storytelling. I do think it's Kung Fu. I do think it's like, no, I'm simple. I'm, I'm a simple man. I'm respectful. I'm kind. I'm peaceful. I, I'm ruled with respect. And then it's like, oh, none of this works. Bang. <laughs> Here we go. And, and it's, I, I, think, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if we'll hear that when we see, they'll release like the behind the scenes interviews for this and all that stuff. And it'll be like, we really looked at Kung Fu, the series. <laughs> we'll see all these cuts to well, Kung Fu. By the way, that was every series. Well, that I know, was, it's true. That was yes. the Incredible Hulk. No, no. I, that was uh, every, every show yeah. in the 70s had that formula for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to get along with you. And I want to, next thing you know, Lou Ferrigno is punching <laughs> everyone in the head, right? Like, like that's what that. They, they understand what the payoff is going to be. And really, the longer you wait for such a payoff, the more exciting and thrilling it is. And they know that. That's, and I think that's where we're going with this. Yes. I'd be so surprised if this ends with Boba Fett at a health spa with his feet <laughs> in the water. And like, well, it turns out I didn't have to kick anyone's ass. Isn't it? A, isn't life a dream or whatever? It's like, no, he's, he's on a beach with Steve Martin and Michael Caine. Well, I guess. Well, I think he's got to walk we, in. Like we have to see him walk. Michael Caine. Oh my God. Um, we we have to see him walk into the Pike Syndicate wherever they happen to be. They're going to set yeah. up somewhere and take him out, and yeah. then because he's got to get revenge for his tribe being. Um, I guess. Oh, that would have happened before. Like we still have stuff in the flashback that, to happen, right? Right. Like, he has to get back to that. Sorry, I'm, I'm confusing yeah. the two, and I think they are related because yeah. I think they still have those weird masks, but. He's got to murder the motorcycle gang. Right. The motorcycle gang because for killing his tribe. Yeah. But I right. think the, the Pike gang is related somehow. No? Yeah, they might be in cahoots. I mean, who knows? Who knows? They might all come together. It might not. We yeah. might see the finale of both stories at the same time. We yeah. might. Okay. But I, but it's it's uh, I like both stories. I wanted the sand people to be around a bit longer. That's my only mild and- uh yeah. yeah okay. And and we did see and it kind of like kind of like we thought, you know, there's less of the less of the flashback in this episode and we might see yeah. that happen as far as like the rest of this series goes. But hopefully we do still see like we still have to you're right. They still they absolutely have to bring up up to that point where we saw him at the beginning of the uh, in the Mandalorian. And so that's that's all we have to do. Yeah, oh, I'm excited for uh and hey, we're uh we're next week is already episode 4, 4 of 7, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's insane. Like we're we're halfway there. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. TK421, you copy? No, I am the master.